Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Wednesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. We do this show each weekday live at 11 a.m. here on the Big X. And if you miss the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts. We're available on SoundCloud. Really, anywhere you listen to podcasts, all you got to do is search for The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you will find us there. A lot of things to get to today, some interesting discussions to be had. We're just a few days away from Hoosier Hysteria on Friday night in Bloomington. We know it's going to be a big night for recruiting, but what will fans and media be able to take away from that night? Probably not much. We're not unsure as far as what a scrimmage will look like or happen or not. Uh, It's a lot of fanfare type activities, but uh, when Hoosier Hysteria hits, uh, the team, it means the team has been practicing. It means the Uh, College basketball season is just around the corner, and so kind of a a monumental night, a big marker in the preseason time that fall has arrived and college hoops is almost here. So we'll talk about Hoosier hysteria and some of the storylines surrounding the team uh, in today's show. Let's look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one here in just a moment, some headlines of the day. A couple interesting things that Mike Woodson had to say on a recent interview with John Rothstein and his College Basketball Today podcast. He was asked about a breakout player, and it was very interesting who he went to first in that response. So we'll talk about that coming up. Also, the floating head posters at Indiana uh, available. They'll be available on Friday night. I know a lot of people always want to know when the floating head uh, posters of the team and coaches come out. Indiana with a news release on that yesterday. And could there be a return to the Indiana-Kentucky series? Dan Dockich thinks so, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that coming up here in just a bit as well. Uh, Later in the show, it's Wednesday, so Dustin Dopierak of the Bloomington Herald-Times will stop by. We'll get into Hoosier hysteria with him. We'll get into some of the things Mike Woodson said in that podcast interview with John Rothstein. And we'll get Dustin's take on the IU Challenge this weekend, for football that is which is a home game, a noon game with Michigan, as this Indiana team really reeling right now, for lack of better terms, and uh, see what they can do on Saturday. Dustin will help us break it down. Later in the hour, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. He'll be my guest. We'll take a look at all things local sports. It is such a busy time. I hit on this yesterday. High school football coming to a close in the regular season. Tournament pairings for football come out on Sunday night. We'll carry that broadcast here on the Big X. You've got some great soccer games this week. It's soccer, soccer sectional time here in the area. The volleyball state tournament and those sectionals are just around the corner. 
in just a very busy time. And we've got a lot of front runners here in the area that I think in some of these sports will be able to do really good as we get to postseason. So we'll talk about all that more with Josh Cook a little bit later in the show. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. A reminder, the Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Our text line is a great way to send in questions, comments, your opinions, uh, questions for the guests that I have that I think are pretty knowledgeable on IU stuff and things here locally, and uh, love to hear from you, 502-414-1450. Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like their fresh coffee and delicious donuts. You can download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. All right, let's get into some headlines for today. First off, Indiana coach... Mike Woodson interviewed recently, I mentioned this yesterday as well, on the John Rothstein College Hoops Today podcast. I love John's work. He talks to a lot of the high major coaches in the country in advance of the season, does a full profile of their program, and you get to hear a lot of good stuff from a lot of Big Ten coaches, not just Coach Woodson. He asked Coach Woodson who is going to make the biggest jump this season, and the player that Coach Woodson immediately brought up was Tamar Bates. Verbatim, Coach said, quote, I like to think Tamar Bates. He's been a guy we've targeted when we first brought him to do some special things for us. But as a freshman, he had some ups and downs. Summer work has just been fantastic for him in terms of growth, and I'm looking for big things from him uh, talking about the upcoming season was Coach Woodson. So interesting. We know Tamar didn't have the season on the court that maybe a heralded freshman you would have expected. Uh, he had a child uh, late in the season, uh, so that obviously is an off-the-court thing that takes a lot of attention and I'm sure stress uh, away from things that he really wanted to focus on, like basketball and school. Obviously, a concerning time there. So, uh, Tamar Bates, add him to the radar, maybe pump him up a little bit more than what we've been doing recently as someone Coach Woodson thinks can be a difference maker and really step up his game this season. Interesting to hear Coach Woodson say Tamar Bates. You know, we had a long discussion last week after media day about so many of the IU players mentioning Logan Duncombe at media day, talking about him being a real surprise, somebody that's gotten more aggressive and that has really come on this offseason. So Logan Duncombe, Tamar Bates, a lot of things to wonder, question, think about for the upcoming season. There's so much with this IU basketball team that we know. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis, he's going to be solid. You know what we're going to get from him, what Indiana's going to get from him. Race Thompson, obviously coming back for a sixth year of college basketball. Uh, you have a good sense for what Race is going to bring to the table. Even a freshman like Jalen hood Shafino, there's unknown there, but boy, he's getting a lot of praise, and I think people have expectations for him. But Tamar Bates, Logan Duncan, Miller Kopp is another guy that I would add into that list. What do those guys bring to the IU roster for the upcoming season? So all fun things to talk about, think about in advance of Hoosier Hysteria coming up on Friday night in Bloomington. Also, one other note to mention from an IU basketball standpoint, is there a legitimate chance that the Indiana-Kentucky series could return uh, soon? Dan Dockich tweeted something, and I don't have it in front of me, but paraphrasing his tweet that he thought it was going to happen and perhaps as soon as next season. So that is going to be something interesting to follow as well. But will an Indiana-Kentucky series return? 
And if it does return, uh, is it a home-and-home series? Is it uh, something that's played on neutral sites? That's been a holdup before. And looking at it now, Dan tweeted yesterday, Betcha, IU, and BBN start up a series hearing starting next year. Also, Matt Jones of Kentucky Sports Radio, who is kind of the go-to guy for all Kentucky stuff, he said yesterday his prediction with no inside info is that we hear soon a Indiana-Kentucky series is back on. So that would be huge news, uh, even advance of this season. It, it obviously is not going to take place on the schedule this year, but I think would just be something even more to pump up the IU fan base in advance of this season where there is high expectations for the Hoosiers. And I think if that announcement is made, that there will be disappointed fans that it's not for this season because with who Indiana has back and coming in and the type of season that many are expecting the Hoosiers to have, this would be a really good year to play Kentucky, to play Kentucky competitively, and who knows, maybe have a chance to beat Cal and his Wildcats. So that's a big thing to watch. Is there something brewing in the background uh, for future seasons, a return of the IU-Kentucky rivalry? I think it's got to happen at some point. I'm hoping it happens sooner rather than later. I'm hoping that there's traction with what Matt Jones and Dan Dockich and a few others are saying about this series. I think it's good for the game, good for IU, good for Kentucky, good for college basketball. And uh, let's see if we get some news on that coming up in the next few days or the next week or so. Also, Indiana announced yesterday that the iconic Indiana men's and, of course, the women's basketball floating head schedule posters are now available for the 22-23 season. I didn't really realize it, but I guess I should have. It's a tradition that goes back to the 81-82 men's basketball season. I'm curious, do you or anybody you know have every poster dating back to 1981 of the IU men's team with the coaches and players on there? I know a lot of people collect those things, but you can get them online at the iuhoosiers.com store, and they're $12 a piece plus shipping and handling. And fans attending Hoosier Hysteria on Friday can also purchase their posters there at the team store located inside the west doors of Simon Scott Assembly Hall beginning at 6 p.m. That's one hour before the start of the season tip-off event for the Hoosiers at 7 p.m. So big news for the collectors of those floating head posters. I know a lot of people have them from many, many years in the past, and I guarantee you that somebody listening has or knows somebody that has uh, those going all the way back to the 81-82 season. That's a look at our headlines for this Wednesday edition of the program. Still a lot to come. Dustin Dopierak of the Bloomington Herald Times is going to join us. We'll talk IU basketball, Hoosier hysteria, and football with Dustin. And Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune on week, what are we in? Week 7 of high school football here in southern Indiana. Charlestown trying to close out the season strong. Providence with a big opportunity ahead of them to pick up another win in advance of a big game with North Harrison in the final week of the season. Those are some of the big headlines as we come down the stretch here in this high school football season. A quick break. We're back with Dustin Dopierak here on this Wednesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill 
be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Wednesday program. The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414 is the Thornton's text line. And Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times, who covers IU for the paper, is with us in this segment as we talk IU basketball, football, and more. And, Dustin, a couple really interesting basketball topics to unpack today on the show. First and foremost, Coach Woodson in a podcast interview with John Rothstein when asked about one of the more improved players, someone that he thought could step up their game this season, he immediately pointed to Tamar Bates, who is now a sophomore for IU basketball and someone that came into the program with a lot of excitement. Your reaction to Tamar being named uh, immediately by Coach uh, Woodson as one that could maybe take his game to another level. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously that's like one of the guys that we've spent, I think, a lot of this offseason talking about, uh, about whether he could make that leap. Obviously, he was a you know, number 30 guy in the class, uh, in, in the 2021 class, uh, and you, you saw flashes. You saw moments where you thought, okay, that, that, that's why that guy's there, and, and I, I heard enough, obviously, from talking to his coaches about you know, how great of a kid he was and how good of an all-around player he was. Um, and you, you saw flashes of it. You could see how it was there, but obviously he just went through that just brutal stretch where he just couldn't put the ball in the bucket. I mean, even layups were rolling off. Um, but it, it, it didn't look like a guy who, who had no answers. It looked like a guy that could be good. Um, it just, just wasn't working out for him. But um, it, it sounded like just really from the beginning of the offseason that a lot of people were saying, you know, Tamar can make a leap. Tamar's capable of making a leap, and he's putting the work in and all this kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, I think he even saw it at the, you know, the Hoosier Hysterics event when you know, he won a three-point competition and was just lights out from there. Um, okay, there's there's something going right there. Um, and a big part of it is just him putting the ball in the bucket because um, he, I, I think, you know, I, I think he's capable of being a really good defender, of being just a, a just really good athletic player who does a lot of things right. Um but obviously, the shot matters a lot. You know, for the position he's going to play, is it's a shooting guard or you know, kind of a you know, a smaller three, um, if need be. And you know, so it's it's really important he puts the ball in the bucket. And you know, you started to see that. I think, and it seems like that's something that's gone really well for him um, this offseason. By all accounts, he's also just done some you know work in the weight room. I think that was obviously necessary. Not that he was necessarily a small kid last year, um, but you know, I, I think. Um, it, the phrase I saw Mike Woodson use was apparently light in the butt, and I think that fit. Uh, that, that that I think you know is, is accurate. Um, and so if he put on you know muscle in the right places, basically that could be a big deal too. So it, he could he could make just I think a major impact. And they just didn't really have a, a, a two three type guy that could you know both get to the rim you know and, and score that way and also hit threes. And Tamar Bates could be that guy. Somebody could score at all three levels. Um, so I, I, I'm I guess I'm not surprised to hear. That, that he's a guy that, that wasn't seen make a leap. It's something that I kind of expected. Uh, if you ask me out of everybody who I think will make the biggest leap, it was probably tomorrow. Um, but the fact that it's actually happening, it seems to be happening at least by Mike Woodson's evaluation, um, is a really big deal and I think adds a lot of potential ceiling for the Indiana team. Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times, my guest. You know, it's really interesting, Dustin. We've heard Coach Woodson point to Tamar Bates, and I don't think that's 
a big surprise at all that he could be a breakout player. It was a surprise, and we've discussed this already, that some of the players, including TJD, named Logan Duncombe as someone that's very improved coming into this upcoming season. So I know IU fans right now hanging on every little nugget they can find out from media, from Coach Woodson in an interview, from wherever they can find it at. Uh, so kind of interesting to hear uh, from the players and from Coach Woodson who some of these names are that could maybe take their game to another level or maybe play a role that we didn't expect for the upcoming year. No, certainly. I mean, and, and I think that, you know the, the interesting thing is just figuring out how to play all of them. Um, because I mean, I, it does seem like everybody is saying something. You know, everybody's being complimented. And, and now I don't think uh, – and you can't play all of them. Like, you can't play all of them 30 minutes. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see just how they you know, keep all those pieces together. But, I mean, I, I do think they're all being sincere. I think uh, Logan Duncan is making big strides. I mean, does that mean he plays 20 minutes a game? No, he can't. There's no way. Uh, there's, there's not 20 minutes on the floor for him. But, you know, can he, can he play 10? You know, can he play 8? Um, you know, that's going to be interesting. You know, they, they are they rave about Malik Reno. You know, how does he fit in when you still got to find minutes for Jordan Geronimo? Um, you know, even though he's... He, he, He's obviously looking to play in three as well as Jordan Geronimo, ready to play the three. They're talking about, you know, the, the players seem to think that he is. Um, you know, they're talking about Jalen Luchafino, Trace Jackson Davis, went so far as to think that, say that he thinks, you know, he's a one-and-done guy. What's that look like? Um, you know, and, you know, they even talk about Caleb Banks. We heard about him all summer, uh, about, you know, he was one of the most surprising guys that they thought that this guy's really ready to go. Um, so it's going to be difficult, I think, to, that I think everybody is playing well, and I, I don't think they're lying. I, I think they're being sincere. I, I don't think anybody, I think everybody is making leaps to say that. Um, it's going to be interesting to me is just how, how they do out the minutes, you know, how, how they make this whole thing work. Uh, but it sounds like a lot of guys are making leaps and that, that you would expect them to make. Um, and the freshmen are as talented as advertised. Um, so it, it makes for a, a very intriguing group. I think it, they are. I'm more sort of sold on them as being a Big Ten favorite now than I was a couple months ago, um, and even being a possible top ten team. Uh, but I, I think it, it, it reaches the point where it's almost like, okay, like how do you even play all these guys? So it's going to be, I think, interesting to see how Mike Wilson pulls it off. Talking with Dustin Dopierak of the Bloomington Herald Times, one other uh, big conversation that's gotten started uh, with that same podcast where Coach Woodson was interviewed by John Rothstein uh, is a return potentially of an Indiana-Kentucky rivalry series. And Dan Dockage tweeted something out yesterday. Matt Jones, who is kind of a go-to guy for the inside track on Kentucky uh, UK athletics, uh, tweeted out something very similar as well. But Coach Whitson did say that that can possibly happen, I think, in the future were his exact words. Uh, so could, could we, are we being set up maybe here to to, to expect some sort of announcement soon uh, as opposed to later that this uh, this much-needed, in my opinion, rivalry series is going to return to college basketball? Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know about timing uh, as far as like when it could happen, but I, mean, I think, you know, we talked about this at the time, um, but Mike Woodson was very adamant about it at Hoover Farms, and he's also adamant about doing what it ta- whatever it takes, basically, whereas Indiana has, has kind of set a firm line in, in the somewhat recent past, basically since it, it was taken off the docket following the watch shot, that um, there was going to have to be some kind of on-campus, uh, there, there, there were, were going to have to be on-campus games, whether those were going to be every time or 
you know, once every other. I, mean, I think Fred Glass's offer that he put to, to Calipari and to Kentucky was, you know, a four-year deal with, you know, one, uh, two at neutral sites, two on campus. Basically, was was his sort of final offer, and, and Calipari wasn't interested in that. And Mike Woodson, I think, made it clear when he talked about it that that Calipari wants no parts of an on-campus series at all. He's very adamant about that. Um, he doesn't sound like he's budging, but it sounds like Woodson really wants to do it, even if it's at neutral sites. Um, I, I think he's he'd be totally down for a Indianapolis Louisville sort of situation. Um, I don't know how that works in Louisville now. Um, you know, just basically with with the Yum Center there now, and, and I guess free, I, I am, I'm not sure what the state is of affairs is at Freedom Hall. Honestly, I haven't uh, checked in on that in a while. I don't, is that still up? <laughs> is, is that still a functional arena? Can they play there? <laughs> I, I, you cut out on me for just a second, Dustin. What arena? Is, is, free, is, is Freedom Hall still available? Like, could they do it if they wanted to play there? Yeah, Bellarmine plays their regular season games there. Okay. They've made okay. some improvements for Bellarmine to be able to do it, but I think the top deck is curtained off, and I'm not sure the situation for seating in the upper levels. But it's definitely dated and old, even though there have been some, some, uh, some handful <laughs> of modernizations. So, right, exactly. I mean, I was obviously there a bunch for the uh, Derby Classic. You know, it's going back to 14, but I haven't been there in a while. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's I, I. I think they will. You know, Woodson is willing to do it. It sounds like. I mean, basically the way he was talking about it, he looked at Scott Dolson and looked at his kind of speech at Human Farm and was like, Scott, we've got to get this done. Because somehow we've got to get this done. So basically what that means is Woodson is willing to do what Calipari is willing to do. Um, and, and so I, I think that makes it a lot more possible because Indiana, like, Woodson's not interested in drawing, drawing a line in the sand. He just wants to play it. Um, so I, I think that, that makes it a lot more movable where, you know, Indiana was saying, okay, we're willing to go this far, but we're not willing to go this distance. We want this thing at Assembly Hall at some point, and we don't really want to play it if you're not going to do that. Um, and Calipari's been a hard no as far as that's concerned. Uh, and so what's the joke about it is like, he, he was like, he said, I want to play on campus. He didn't want any part of that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Woodson started the negotiation by saying, hey, let's play this in Lexington and Bloomington. And John was like, no, I'm not doing it, no chance. Uh, so apparently that he has not moved his stance one bit. Um, but I think Mike is more willing to do it in Indianapolis and other locales like that if that's what John Calipari wants to do. Talking with Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times. I, I tell you what, there's so much excitement about the upcoming season around this Indiana team. I can't imagine the reaction from the Indiana fan base and probably a lot of listeners today uh, if there were to be an announcement soon, as in you know the next week or so before the season, uh, that this series is coming back. I think that Indiana fans on a high going into this season, hoping that high can continue when the games get here. But uh, those sorts of announcement and returns are really big stuff. And Mike Woodson, I think, has passed all the tests thus far, especially if this series comes back from that standpoint as the IU coach. Yeah, no, he's absolutely hit the, hit on the ceremonial parts of it. Um, and, and I think that was, I think, something that Indiana had been looking for for a while. Um, and, and a reason why I think a lot of people were interested in having an IU guy and, and someone who really sort of connects to um, what matters to IU fans, what they want, uh, basically. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I think every every coach who's, who's been in since Bobby Knight who ha- you know, has really, really tried on some level uh, to get it right. Um, and, and, and Tom Crean more than I think even the rest of them, of, of, of really feeling like, okay, you know, like trying to connect to the, um, you know, the tradition, to the ceremonial aspect of it all, of, of, of the pomp and circumstance. Um, but 
when somebody is is a guy, is a you know is an alum, it, it just makes a difference when when they're embedded in it, when you lived it, uh, like they're able to connect to that thing sort of easier and more naturally. And Woodson seems to sort of know, okay, like this is what the people want, and and this is what they're looking for, and you know this, this is something that I think is important for Indiana to do. Um, so I'm going to do what I have to do to produce it. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, for one thing, I, I don't know that if someone else would have tried to give away the farm and play them all at neutral sites, then that would have necessarily been, you know, received. When an alum does it, it's sort of more acceptable. You know, it, it, there's there's stuff like that that Mike Woodson could probably get away with that maybe other previous coaches couldn't do. Um, and, you know, be willing to do some of that stuff. And I, I don't know if Archie Miller would have been even willing to, you know, uh, let Calipari into Indianapolis. You know, I, I don't know if that's something he would have been cool with. I know I know Tom Green definitely didn't like the idea. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's a lot that, that sort of goes into it. There are a lot of reasons why Mike Woodson has an advantage on some of these things um, that, you know, some of the other coaches have not. But he certainly, I think, has, has known how to uh, play up what everybody's looking for. But obviously, at the end of the day, it just comes down to whether or not you win. They've won enough. To create enough hype this off season, um, you know, getting to the tournament, which is such a big deal, this is such a different off season if they don't. Um, but the fact that they did, I think, it was just really a really big deal for them, um, and it sort of allows them to just carry this wave and sort of hit on some other some of these other sort of again more serious money aspects, though, that are important to keep the fan base engaged. Talking to Dustin Dopirak, the Bloomington Herald Times, Hoosier hysteria coming up on Friday night. There's obviously a lot of excitement about the event. And I know that we've had this conversation in years past, but as a fan, you want to be there for the hype and, and the pomp and circumstance. But and the recruits are there, the the uh, the crowd. I think this year, getting the students even more involved in a concert uh, following the Hoosier Hysteria event will be exciting. But um, I, I'm curious, if you're a fan, what what do you really look to learn from Friday night's event in Bloomington? We know there's either not going to be a scrimmage or it's going to be a very small or short scrimmage if there's anything at all. But what, what, what do you, as a fan going in, what do you hope to pull out of this thing? Is there much to pull out if there's no big scrimmage? There's not a ton, but you look for anything at all. I mean, I mean, I I know me just from, from, from a reporter standpoint. I mean, I even just know what I was looking for at, at the Hoosier Sterich thing. I mean, and, and that's you know not even being put on by the program. They're not running any plays. Mike Woodson's got no direction over it whatsoever. Um, but I I learned a lot there. I mean, anytime you guys you see these guys on the floor. You know, if you pay attention, you learn something. And, and I think with this group, I think there's just, there's a lot of interesting mystery, not like in a, in a you know, what are they going to do kind of way, not like, really not like the football program where you weren't sure who the quarterback was going to be, the running back was going to be, the wide receiver was going to be. With this group, it's okay, like, I know all these guys are good, but how good and how do they fit? And and you, you don't, they're not going to know that, have that answer completely, but like, you know, I mean, it, it just stood out to me that Malik Reno was bringing the ball up the floor. Um, and it's like, okay, well, that tells you a lot of what he's capable of. Um, how's he going to be used? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly be watching to see anything Jordan Geronimo does um, from a perimeter standpoint, anything that shows me whether or not he can handle what, you know, if, if the shot is improved, he's always a pretty good shooter, um, but is he better? Uh, you know, if, if they have any kind of scrimmaging, do you see him defending on the perimeter? Just any of the kind of that stuff. You know, continue to watch it. So if Tamar Bates is still as lights out of a shooter as he was in the hysterics event. Um, and, you know, just those kind of pieces, anything that you can pick up. If you're a fan, that's what you're looking for. You know, you go so long without being able to see these guys, and, and 
you know, they transform. Uh, they can transform over an off season, and you know that that can change a lot about what's possible. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes you, you hear a lot of hype about guys that are you know they, they say they're doing this, they say they're doing that, they say they're this much better here. Um, but you see him on the floor, and they're like, not nah, same old guy. You know, maybe he's a little bit better, but not as much as I was thought or was hoping. Um, so that's that's the kind of stuff that you're looking for. Anything that tells you a little bit more than what you already know, um, and any any little piece that you can pick up, because you obviously have this sort of very slow build up, and it's a lot of time in the offseason spent thinking about um, what's possible. And when it's basketball in particular, you're really obsessing over a handful of guys. Um, and so you're just looking for anything that tells you more about what you thought or didn't think. And, you know, again, I, I use fans you know, you're, you're looking at what it'll be seven months, uh, you know, since they've seen him play basketball, except for, again, the hysterics event. Um, you know, you've maybe seen pieces of video of Trace working out in Los Angeles or, or you know, somebody else putting stuff up on their Instagram. Um, you know, you're just looking for any evidence of what this season could be. And when you're thinking big thoughts about possibilities, you're looking for anything that's going to confirm, you know, that's going to add to your sense of confidence that they're going to be really good. So they're going to be looking for absolutely everything. And even if there's just three-point contests and dunk contests, they'll find something to obsess over, which, you know, which I would if I were them. Dustin Dopirak, the Bloomington Herald Times. Uh, what will the environment be like Friday? I know it varies a little bit year to year, but with this G Herbo concert afterwards, and again, he's for people listening saying, "Who in the world is G Herbo, a platinum uh, <laughs> recording artist, a, a rapper?" Uh, I know there's been a big push this week to get students there early. I think they've been invited to come line up at noon, and there probably will be some special events, special things for them leading up to the start of Hoosier Hysteria when they can get in the building. But is it going to be a very, very heavy young crowd and student-led crowd because of the concert afterwards? What What do you expect in there on Friday? I, I'm sure that's what they're pushing for. Um, it, you know, and, and obviously the old people are going to have to show up, and <laughs> if you want no part of rap music, you're just going to have to deal because at the end of the day, it's just – they are. It is about the kids on the team. And it's about the kids they're recruiting, and they they, they they want to be able to show some flash, and it's really important. Um, I, I, it's just that's what it's for. They're bringing a lot of recruits in. Shoot, Indiana needs players, man. I mean, like they, you know, uh, as as good as this class is, you know, they've only got two other guys in the docket, and they have, you know, had a couple swings and misses here. Um, so Indiana's got to be able to sell its cool and push it. And and the fact that they've got a really good team at the moment, what seems to be a really good team, um, at a chance for a lot of hype, they're capitalizing on this and trying to make it as much of a spectacle as they possibly can. Um, you know, sell the fact that Indiana is a big time basketball school and people care about it and it's a show. And so they're going to just, they're, they're going all out with this and it's going to be as, you know, um, inviting to young people as humanly possible. And, and so I, I think that's another interesting thing. Nobody else could have pulled this off but Mike Woodson. Uh, you know, there is no chance. If Tom Cream would have done this, IU fans would have not been happy at all. Not one bit. Uh, if they, if, if Tom Cream brought a rapper into the assembly hall, it would not have been cool with it. And, you know, but this, this is going to, you know, this is going to work. Mike, one, 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 Mike has the personality to be able to pull it off, be like, yes, we're doing this, shut up, uh, number one. But number two, it, it is going to get young, you know, like the young crowd really involved, which is going to, you know, excite the young players. So it, it clearly just connects for what they want to do. Um, but I do expect, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there's going to be a young crowd. I'm sure that the young crowd will be excited. You know, they'll, they'll be getting after it. Um, 
I got to listen to some G Herbo songs, man. I, I started to. I've got to get a better sense of what I'm in for here. Um, but you know, I because I, you know you, you got to love hip hop, and you just have to. But uh, so I got to give this guy a shot. There's just I'm, I'm too old to keep up with all of them now, but still, I can appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, it's it, that that's how it's going to be now. I don't know, you know. There's still going to be basketball. There's still going to be three-point shooting. There's still going to be a dunk contest. You know, there's still going to be all these guys coming out there to announcements and everything. So um, you're going to see a lot of the same thing, but they're just going to try to hype up the kids as much as they can. Apparently, the kids are hyped up. Uh, apparently, this G Herbo is really important, and the fact that I don't know anything about him, he's a platinum-selling artist, tells, again, more about me than it does about them, because that means I'm old and out of touch, so I'm going to try to not to change that. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that, I, I think that's obviously going to change an element. There's going to be something to that to Hoosier Stereo that we've not seen before. In a very concerning digital moment, I was listening to some song on a playlist uh, after our conversation last a couple weeks ago, maybe when G Herbo was announced, and by gosh, a G Herbo song automatically came on. Uh, I thought, wow, this is either very random or uh, my phone is listening to what I say uh, all the time or during they are, the show. They are listening to all of us, yes. <laughs> you, you, they saw you on Twitter looking up G Herbo, and they're like, I'm going to market this to you now. Yep, yep. We're, 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 all, we're all under control by the robots now, Matt. It's over. They have won. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, staying with Hoosier Hysteria for another topic, recruiting. Uh, I've, you know, we constantly talk about what a big recruiting event it is for the program, and the list is growing. Too many names, really, to mention here on this show, but there are some big names coming in, and I, I've always wondered. What a crazy day it must be like for the coaches because the season is underway from a practice standpoint, and so they're going to be very serious and going through their routines and then, of course, coming out on the floor doing the public practice. But in addition to that, you know, these assistant coaches are going to be busy guys because they're going to be entertaining a lot of big-name recruits, some younger guys. Maybe it's one of their first impressions of the staff and the campus in person. And, of course, Mike Woodson will be there, I'm sure, to help sell uh, those conversations with parents and others that might be there with some of these young recruits so a very busy weekend for the coaches a very busy night specifically juggling not just a practice and the fanfare that goes along with it but also having some really big names on campus this friday night and this weekend in some cases yeah no 100 percent. and and it's it, it, i imagine some of it gets spaced out by the fact that, that it's a lot of the younger guys will be in state you know and it like you said it, it'll a lot of times be their first sort of um, entry thing on the campus, and they might not spend quite as much time with those guys. It's kind of the, the beginning of the basics, um, you know, and it, they, they sort of spend more time with the, with the older kids, the kids that are, you know, closer, you know, maybe they're juniors or seniors or closer to making a decision. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's about just sort of getting, with younger kids especially, it's just about getting in there. Um, you know, getting in their, their consciousness. And there's a lot of the guys that, that they'll bring in for Hoosier Stereo or have in the past that they might not even offer. Um, or, or they might go a totally different direction, but they just want, want them to get a sense of it, want them to get some level of connection to the university um, and to Assembly Hall and, and feel at home there. Um, I think that that's really the biggest thing is feeling like, okay, if you're in state, you know, like you want this to be like kind of your in, in, introduction and then, hey, you can come whenever you want. You know, like you're, you're, you can always come and do an unofficial and just show up. Um, you know, this is here for you. You want to drive half hour, 45 minutes, wherever you are. If you're from Indianapolis, come down the road and we'll be happy to have you. 
Um, and you know, I, it, there's there's ways I'm sure that they can balance it. I don't know if they have to have the same level of investment in every single kid that's down there, but it's still a lot of guys, and 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 they still got to make sure that everybody feels welcome and everybody feels that uh, that they are a priority of some level. And yeah, no, I mean it takes a lot of running around, and it's not just assistant coaches. Uh, you know, obviously there's there's a lot of support staff, a lot you know recruiting team and everything else um, that that really got to be on on guard for this. Uh, it, it it is a full staff um, event, uh, basically. You know, really one of the biggest weekends I think for for everybody, you know, the assistants, but everybody beyond the assistants um, to just sort of make an event like this work. And I'm sure they're going to practice, you know. Uh, preparing for it for months now, basically, and it's definitely one of those where they uh, get get done with the weekend. They just take a deep breath because it's a lot is is involved in just creating the presentation for everybody that's going to be there. Absolutely, Dustin Dopirak, the Bloomington Herald Times, up against the commercial break. But before we get out of here, can you tell me something? Uh, about this IU Michigan football game this weekend that intrigues you or that is exciting because the football team is reeling, basketball season is here, Hoosier hysteria is Friday night. I feel a big shift in interest even among the fan base. Yeah, I mean the fact that it's that they have Michigan coming in for homecoming, a top five Michigan team coming in for homecoming. It's like, you know, really, that's rough. How did that end up happening? Basically, you know, it 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 it, it does seem like one of those games that can really just take all of the remaining air out of the balloon. Um, you know, I I, just, I have a hard time imagining they can pull it off. I mean, I have a hard time imagining they can keep it close. You know, Michigan is, uh, you know, kind of a machine right now, um, and, and so I don't know. If, yeah, like, I'm fascinated by Ohio State Michigan at the end of the year, but, like, I, I don't see Michigan beating itself uh, or putting themselves in a position where, like, there's mistakes that Indiana can take advantage of um, because I mean, they keep the ball on the ground mostly. They're extraordinarily efficient when they do pass. I mean, like, J.J. McCarthy, I think, is close to 80% of his throws um, at this point. Blake Corum, I think, is, is putting up a little bit of a, at least a dark horse, if not a real deal, Heisman Trophy campaign. Uh, the way that he's running the football. I mean, they're going to have a really hard time stopping them, and Michigan's pretty good defensively. Um, so, yeah, I, I have a hard time telling you that there's reason to be excited. It's homecoming. Big noon football is going to be there. You know, that's going to be cool. I'm sure it's going to be a nice fall day. You know, if uh, you, know, you, 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 you go to Hoosier Hysteria on Friday night, you get up Saturday morning to go tailgating. That's a really, really fun weekend. Are you going to see a close football game on Saturday? Probably not. Um, maybe they'll surprise me. Sometimes they do. Um, but... You know, uh, Michigan's just, uh, is just a really, really, really tough team um, for them to beat. And, and, and I guess Indiana's really best hope is trying to change flip fields and create some turnovers and create some mistakes. And Michigan's not make a lot of mistakes, especially because they keep the ball on the ground with a really, really good running back. So I have a hard time. You know, they're averaging like 45 a game. Despite the fact that most are sticking on the ground, that tells you they're a little bit of a bulldozer, and that's going to be really tough to deal with. Yeah, no question. Dustin Dopierak, the Bloomington Herald Times. Dustin, as always, thank you. We'll talk again next uh, next Wednesday. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll head to a commercial break as we do. Huge soccer game tonight, a soccer sectional semifinal, New Albany and Floyd Central. The game will be played at Seymour High School tonight, 5 p.m. kickoff. In the regular season, the game ended in a 2-2 tie between the two rivals. There will be no tie tonight as their winner moves on to a sectional championship game later in the week. Local sports is next with Josh Cook. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Wednesday program. Thornton's text line is open at number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. He joins Wednesdays. We talk local sports and typically a lot of football. We'll get to that here in just a moment. But, Josh, I want to start with a big soccer game tonight, New Albany and Floyd Central. I mentioned it as we went to commercial break. It was a 2-2 deadlock in the regular season, but there will be no ties in that sectional game tonight. There's got to be a winner to move on to the championship game later in the week. That should be a great one at Seymour this afternoon. Really, it's a 5 o'clock game, so not far away. Yeah, yeah, it really should be. It's uh, it's probably the, the soccer game of the year at this point because, uh, you know, these are, these are two of the top teams around, and, uh, you know, this is Everything's on the line for both of them. Win in advance, uh, loser goes home. So you know this is every uh, everybody wants to win. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it should be a should be a great game, and uh, the winner of this game should have a good shot at bringing home that sectional title on Saturday. So uh, uh, we'll see who comes out on top. I expect a really, really, really competitive game. We're entering a very crazy time in the fall, especially for a guy like you that's got to get out and cover all of it. Football cruising along to the very final game soon of the regular season. Tournament pairings come out on Sunday. We'll carry that broadcast from Indianapolis here on the Big X. Soccer sectionals going on. Volleyball sectionals getting ready to begin. And that's just touching uh, things on the brink. There's a ton of other stuff happening right now. A very, very busy time as we get ready to pivot and head to the end of fall sports here over the next few weeks. Yeah, these are probably two of the two of the busiest uh, weekends, especially Saturday. Two of the busiest Saturdays, I'd say, uh, of the year uh, for high school sports coming up this Saturday and next Saturday. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on, and it's uh, you know there's uh, everything, a lot of uh, postseason games and. Uh, championship games so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens i know this saturday we've got uh uh boys boys and girls soccer sectional championships and we've got uh, uh sectional cross country as well and uh some semi-state boys tennis so you know it's uh it, it's really 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 busy but uh you know it's an exciting time too because uh, so many of these teams get to, get to celebrate uh championships and victories and all that kind of stuff so you know, it's, um, it's it's a fun time, that's for sure. And the weather we've had has been great, so hopefully it continues through these next couple of weeks. Absolutely. Talking with Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. This is the first Friday night in a while where there's not a specific game that I'm ready to say, hey, that's the game of the week or that's where you got to be on Friday night. What, what game are you most looking forward to in football on Friday night as we – uh, get ready to get into the second to last week of the regular season. That sounds crazy to say. It does. It does. I can't believe it's already here. But yeah, the uh, the, the the two I would say are probably uh, uh, Cordon Central, Providence, and then uh, Seymour at New Albany. You know, uh, 
Providence is having that great year, and then Gordon Central's coming off a, a tough loss to um, uh, Charlestown last week. They had won three in a row before losing to Charlestown last week, and uh, in that game, Charlestown was up twenty six to nothing, I think, after the first quarter. And Gordon Brown no made it close. So, um, and it's a it's a three A team at a at a one A school. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how Providence plays heading into that game. Um, and then they have North Harrison uh, next week. So you know, two two tough games to to finish up the regular season for the for the Pioneers. But then the other one is, is definitely uh, New Albany and, and Seymour. You know, uh, New Albany's coming off a a, a big uh, a much needed win over Jeff last week. You know, the, they beat them uh, at what twenty seven to twenty and had to, had a huge game on the ground from from uh, Elijah Jennings and Dakota Johnson. So you know. They, uh, they they have a little bit of momentum uh, going into Seymour or going into the game against Seymour, which is at New Albany. Uh, but Seymour is one, you know, four in a row. They're sitting there top, tied tied for uh, first place in the Hoosier Conference, and they come in with a, uh, a lot of momentum. And it's a rematch of last year's, uh, you know, thrilling sectional final. So I think that could be a very uh, very intriguing game. You know, last year was. Seymour that kind of wanted to spoil New Albany's party in the sectional. Now it's uh, now New Albany gets a chance to maybe try to spoil uh, Seymour's uh, HHC title. So we'll see what happens uh, Friday night at Burkefield. Absolutely. And uh, Josh, thinking about the Sunday night pairings or Sunday afternoon pairings, uh, anything to watch out for there? Is there a certain sectional where you think things could be most competitive or a certain sectional where the draw is going to determine so much of who maybe is victorious there. Yeah, I, I'm just uh, interested to see the matchups. Uh, I I don't know that there's one particular sectional that I'm looking um, looking to, but you know, like Charlestown probably would would be one of the ones uh, I'm really looking uh, looking to, just because you know you want to see who who the Pirates get matched up with in the first round, whether it's you know one of the one of the big, uh, one of the other big teams in the uh, in their section, like Heritage Hills. So you know that'll be probably the most intriguing, since you know Charles. I would say Charlestown and uh, and Providence have the best chances to win sectionals heading in. So uh, you know those are those are the two that I'll really uh, really look at and pay attention to to see where those two teams uh, are in relation to some of the other teams in their brackets. You know. Uh, um, that, that's that's the one that those are the two that are really going to interest me. Absolutely, J- Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Josh and his team, uh, you could read all their great work at newsandtribune.com/sports, and of course in the daily print edition of the paper as well. Uh, as we close, Josh, uh, I mentioned the big soccer game tonight. Uh, any other games, other sports we need to mention? Give a shout out to is. We uh, we look at sectional matchups and things forthcoming. Yep, we got the boys tennis regional final today at Silver Creek. It's uh, it'll be Jeff against Floyd Central for the sixth straight year uh, in that regional final. Uh, Floyd has won uh, three of the past four, so um, you know that that'll be very interesting. Uh, Floyd beat Jeff during the regular season, uh, so uh, and then um, you know the winner will advance to the. Semi-state at at Jasper on Saturday, 
with a chance to, to qualify there for the uh, you know the the eight team state state finals uh, up uh, up in Indy the following uh, the following weekend. So you know that's a big one. Then we've got girls sectional action and soccer continuing the next couple of days too. So get out and catch some games. All right, Josh Cook. Thank you, sir. Uh, we'll catch up Thanks. with you again next week, and that's going to wrap things up for this Wednesday edition of the program. Back with you Thursday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. WXVW, Jeffersonville.